Oh my god, the roller coaster I just got off of was buck-ass wild. You know when you ride a roller coaster for the first time? Like, the first time you've ever ridden a roller coaster? I just experienced this with my baby sister who was up here visiting. Mm -hmm. Took her on her very first roller coaster. She experienced the wildfire at the nearby theme park. Yes. It does a few loop-de-loops, twists and turns pretty fast, and it's over in about 45 seconds. Yeah. Take her on it the one time. And she goes, I think I would do that again, but I don't know if I liked it. (laughs) Yeah. Took her on it again a few days later, and she went, wow, okay, I really liked that. I knew what to expect, and I liked that. Yeah. And I feel that way about this episode. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great allegory. 10 out of 10. By the way, hi. Welcome to Bitch Watch. (laughs) Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Um, So, as I mentioned in the last episode... I did not wait to watch any of these during our hiatus. Mm-hmm. This was the first time you've watched it, so you're coming off fresh and hot. Uh, I watched this two. It came out. This episode came out the day after Christmas, so I watched it a few weeks ago, and I remember just being like, "What the shit did I just watch?" That's how I you feel. know. I, I I loved it so much. I think it's it's the standout episode so far, in in what we've been given. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching it the second time, getting to experience it, knowing, wow, this is what's happening and this is important and this is this. Holy shit. Like, they yeah. completely outdid themselves. You know, as Harrison and Kurt were trying to do this episode, they knocked it out of the park. <laughs> I'll see myself out. Please. <laughs> <laughs> also. Hi, welcome to Bitch Watch, where it's just Witsy. No, just Yeah, no. Uh, um. <laughs> But I will say, heads up, listeners, sorry, my heater's on. It's like four degrees outside. I'm yes. not turning it off. <laughs> no. Y'all are going to have to deal with it. So, oh, man. Yeah, it's a standout episode. I don't know. The, the So far, the most standout one is that first episode, just because it is that slow burn of how, mm-hmm. how did he get here? Is he going to murder this guy? But this episode is is up there. It's definitely in that category. Plus, he and Angela rocked the SUV pretty early on. I forgot about that. How did you forget about that? I don't know. But (laughs) this episode was wild from start to finish. This one, not that the others haven't felt this way, but this one just feels the most Dexter. Yeah. It's like almost throwing you into it. It almost feels, and it's interesting that this is episode eight, because it almost feels like traditional Dexter the episode before the finale. Yes. Or, let's see, because we came to a conclusion. Isn't episode eight kind of a sweet spot for Dexter? Did I imagine that? Ooh, yeah, but it would have been eight out of 12. The percentage is different. But yeah, I think eight was always a sweet spot, so maybe they just fell right back into that again. The issue is, is they've only given themselves two more episodes mm-hmm. to wrap this wrap this up. Yeah, I and think I, I just think I remember us being like, man, episode eight always slaps. <laughs> yeah, now that you say that, you know, we were doing this a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry. yeah, I feel I feel like episode eight, I feel like that's that's right. That really stands out to me now that you've said that. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I will say, though, as of, sorry, as of recording right now, I know what comes next as far as one more next, mm -hmm. but I do not know how this wraps up. So I'm very interested to see, like I said, the ratio is a little different of 8 of 10 versus 8 of 12. Mm -hmm. And I won't say anything that happens, but as of right now, I could not tell you how this show ends. That's And I'm more, and I'm one more week ahead of you. Like, that's crazy. I have no idea what happens. I also don't know if if you're saying that. How in the hell are they going to wrap this up in one one hour episode? I don't know. Not even and a whole I, hour. No, uh, episode ten supposed to be one hour four minutes long. Is what I saw. Okay, but still, they have to wrap it up in sixty four minutes. They're totally baiting us. There's going to be another season. We can't. I okay. don't know. Well, it's hypothetically because the original showrunner Clyde Phillips, who's writing this or involved in mm -hmm, this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He wanted Dexter to die at the end. You think they're going to have one hour to murk Dexter and then keep moving? Like, I don't know. I mean, we can visit this conversation again after episode nine. Because I, yeah. you know, it'd be interested to see um, once you're on the same page as I am of yeah. what the fuck's going to happen. Because I I could not tell you what I think would happen. This doesn't feel like it's winding down. No, it's ramping up. Yeah. Even with the events that transpire in episode nine, it's a big ramp up. And I'm so worried that episode 10 is going to be a big crashing disappointment. <laughs> and I love the fuck out of this show. And yeah. I love the fuck out of what they've done with this Same. special season. I, I'm keeping the hope alive. A lot of people were suspicious about this reboot being shitty. I'm going to keep the hope alive. They knew what they were doing. Michael C. Hall wouldn't have signed back for something that was shitty. Yeah. So. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> episode eight, shall we? Uh, <sighs> this week, this week's episode was called Unfair Game. That's right. That's what it, that's why it said that in the window. Mm hmm. I could have figured out, I was like, why is that store called Unfair Game? That's so weird. That's a weird name yeah. for a store. And it was interesting the way they did the transition, because at first it said Fair Game, yeah. and then Fair shifted to the right and Un appeared, mm -hmm. um, which is a cool kind of thing. Uh, and it was like a but, neon yeah. light, like an open mm -hmm. sign, but Unfair Game. It appeared as Harrison walked in front of it. Which is foreshadowing. Yes. They've been very clever about that. It's I mean, so I hate good. sometimes it's a little on the nose. But that one was pretty clever. Yeah. Oh, my lord. So we come back in and Elric is driving with Dexter in the back of his truck, like the back seat. This is the trunk, but it is the back seat of his truck. Uh, and Dexter's passed out. He has this dream of Harrison getting jumped in the cabin by those same jocks we saw in the last episode. But just like... Annihilating them. <laughs> born, Jason Bourne levels of slitting their throats, of beating them with a baseball bat. And then Dexter walks in on this and he looks disgusted by what he's saying of all these boys that are dead on the floor and Harrison is sitting there smiling, almost laughing with a baseball bat covered in blood. That's when... Dexter wakes up because he's upset in his dream and he uh, realizes that his hands are tied with zip ties and so are his feet and he hears a phone ringing and he thinks it's his but it's actually Elric's who is in the front seat driving and he answers it and he confirms that it is Kurt calling him and that he quote unquote got the job done and he'll be there in a minute or whatever. Uh, he's on the way to the location. 
Um, he hangs up and Dexter jumps him and puts the restraints in his mouth like a horse with a bit and starts just yanking until Elric crashes into a power pole on the side of the road. This leaves Elric with a Glasgow-esque smile, which is real fucking creepy. Uh, and Dexter is yeeted out of the window of the pickup truck on impact. But then just gets up, breaks his restraints, and starts running. <laughs> yeah, Dexter is almost superhuman in yeah, this. Yeah. Um, which almost breaks the illusion that Dexter's supposed to be a regular guy. With the exception of the whole like psychopath thing. Just like, he's got this gashed wound on his head where he yeeted out of the truck um and then mm -hmm. one of the standout moments of was him standing up after his restraints are broken seeing elric climb out of the truck with a assault rifle or a semi-automatic whatever um a pew pew a pew 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 pew, pew. and he goes fuck and starts running uh again right after getting yeeted out of a car see the bitch watch twitter uh, i retweeted that video of him being like fuck <laughs> <laughs> i'll uh, retweet it again so it's more recent but 10 out of 10 that moment alone man and so elric shoots him he takes aim and shoots him in the leg and then starts chasing dexter through the woods and as this is happening it cuts back over through town and you see harrison walking through just kind of strolling through the little main street and he sees Audrey at the Christmas tree lot with Zach and it's unclear if they're buying the tree or if they're like volunteering there and helping load trees onto vehicles. Mm -hmm. And at first he sees Audrey and you think he's kind of happy to see her even though what's going on, but you see that she's giggling and laughing around with Zach. So it's kind yeah. of what's going on with them again now that he and Audrey are kind of on the outs. Yeah. He's jealous. And it's, Yeah. As he turns to walk away, Kurt ends up calling him. So he picks up the call and asks if he's at the truck stop. And Harrison says no, that he had to leave early because he got into a fight with his dad there. And Kurt comforts him and he's like, you know, how bad was the fight? Has your dad called to check in on you? You know, let me pick you up. I have a surprise for you. Boy, does he have a surprise for him. We see as Kurt is driving Harrison through town and they, they pull up at the high school. And Harrison's like, I think it's closed due to Christmas break. And Kurt's like, don't worry. I have an old set of keys from when Matt was wrestling and I was helping coach. Which... Why are we giving random ass old men keys and not asking for them back to the school? Yeah, it's unsettling. So Kurt and Harrison walk through the halls and they look at old trophies of Matt. And Harrison's impressed that Matt managed to letter in three different sports. And Kurt says, yeah, he was really something else. Harrison asks if he's going to be coming home for Christmas. And Kurt says, no, I don't think. Matt will because I think he's trying to lay low because of the whole search party thing and you know this isn't this and Harrison says that's a shame people are pretty forgiving and Kurt says something to the effect of yeah some people and he's like all right come on let's go have some fun so they let themselves into the gym and Kurt hits a few baseballs with a from a ball machine and Harrison informs him that he never learned how to play or never even learned how to hit a ball. So Kurt shows him how and does the whole, you know, stand this way, swing your hips, swing your arms, blah, blah, blah. And he hits the ball a few times and Kurt's like, wow, you're really knocking this out of the park. 
let's turn the machine up a little bit and let's do a curveball. And Harrison ends up getting hit with the ball just square in the ribs twice. And Kurt tells him that this is enough, turns the machine off. But Harrison says, no, turn it back on. And he ends up getting hit over and over, I think four or five different times in different places across the ribs. Yeah. Yeah, bitch is getting pelted. And the acid doesn't exist. He's getting hit in the like. Uh, But he he just you see that as he's getting pelted with these baseballs, he's going through different memories of arguments that he's having with Dexter and just different things that are happening. And you you get the vibe that he Mm -hmm. thinks he deserves this. Which, from a self harm perspective, I totally get that because it's like easier to cope with. And Kurt finally calls it off, so this is enough, and offers to bring him back to his cabin to cook up some venison since Harrison's never tried it. So Logan saunters into Angela's office to talk to her about Dexter. He mentions that Dexter kind of blew up and beat up that drug dealer, and Angela's like, whoa, 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 what? What? (laughs) Pardon the fuck out of me? He says, oh yeah, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want you to think I was talking shit about your boyfriend. But yeah, when we pulled up, he was beating the shit out of this drug dealer and the drug dealer that caused Harrison to OD. But, you know, I don't blame him. I mean, I would have done the same thing. And this sets Angela's wheels in her mind to start turning. Molly got him going last time. They're really turning now. So she decides that she's going to hunt down Miles, the drug dealer. She tracks him down and he's dealing drugs at the crystal bar, which crystal bar, really? He's dealing them right by the front door. She walks in and she tells him to go to like, she grabs him, like drags him to the bathroom. And he's like, yo, is this a sting? Like, is this a setup? Are you trying to entrap me? She's like, no, I just need some fucking Mm -hmm. information, which I said, fuck that. Get the information. Arrest his ass again. Mm -hmm. Whatever. He explains that (laughs) Jim had asked him to buy drugs that wasn't his word he said uh he asked me for a favor like alluding because he didn't want to come out and be like oh i sold him drugs because yeah or i was going to (laughs) very clever that's right and uh we see the flashbacks to jim or dexter in the bar and he says once i got outside i opened the trunk and he just started throwing hands but right before that I swear he stuck me in the neck with some needle. And Angela's like, what the fuck are you talking about? A needle? He says, yeah, look, it's on my neck. And he also, uh, she takes a picture mm-hmm. of this. And then she, he also says that he didn't start beating him up until after the cops turned up, which is weird to Angela. She lets him go, but now she's going to start looking into the maker of those drugs. Jasper Hodge. I think his name was Jasper yeah. Hodge. Meanwhile, Dexter's sauntering through the woods, just galloping, if you will. Trying his Uh, best. (laughs) And Deb is urging Dexter, you have to save Harrison. You have to get to Harrison. You've got to hurry up. Harrison's going to be dead. And Dexter's like, I'm working on it, damn, and hobbling through. And we hear Elric yell through the woods as he's hunting Dexter that Kurt said to bring you in alive but that he will just have to understand and he shoots at Dexter again. Uh, Dexter's, of course, leaving a trail of blood and so it's pretty easy to track him in the snow between footprints and blood. Right after this, Dexter comes upon a creek and um, he says, shit, you know, a three-year-old could track me in the snow. So he decides to back up in his tracks and I'm guessing this was alluding that he went down the creek. Yeah. Um, backs up in his tracks and alluding that he jumped into the creek and was taking it down and he sees a sign that says summer camp one point something miles away 
And so Dexter says, oh, a summer camp, a closed summer camp. Perfect place for a serial killer to make his final stand and hobbles off as Elric is following the fake trail that Dexter has left for him, but kind of the real trail. I don't know. So Dexter backtracks, like you said, into his steps, like you said, Mm -hmm. to make it look like he went into the creek. But Elric Mm -hmm. comes across this and says, oldest fucking trick in the book. Gotcha. He was hoping he'd fall for it, but he didn't. And he's gotcha. like, y- okay. you can keep running. I got all fucking day. And mm-hmm. and then right. that's okay. when Dexter in his inner monologue says, I don't have all day. I need to get to my son. So, and that's yeah. when he starts to hobble off towards the camp. Well, hobble off and he sees a sign for the camp. Um, But then he leaves the intent, like he starts squeezing blood out onto the snow to make sure Elric keeps yeah. following him. All the way to the summer camp and he's smearing blood on the doorknob when he gets there. It's Baiting him real hard. So yeah, so Dexter approaches the summer camp and like you said, leaves the big bl- bunch of blood on the doorknob and as he's walking through, he finds a knife block, convenient knife block in the kitchen and he pulls out a knife, looks at his reflection in it and says, you know, well, Elric, you may have all day, but unfortunately for you, the night is mine. The night is mine. (laughs) And he sets off to go hide. Kurt drives Harrison up to the cabin where he claims he keeps his venison and he pours him out single malt whiskey and says it's the only time or the only kind or the only thing he drinks. (laughs) There's like 20 bottles of that. In the background, right behind Harrison. I'm like, bruh. Also, I know I kept saying this. Harrison has lived on the streets. How is he not seeing that he is getting played by this? Yeah, man? he doesn't see any red flags. Um, a grown ass man breaking into a school, mm-hmm. then giving an underage child whiskey. Yeah. Not that it's okay to also give an underage child a beer, but I feel like watching this situation, I'd have been like, okay, like. I'd have felt better about him giving a 15, 16 year old a beer than a whole. He poured him a yeah. good amount of whiskey. It was like, drink up. Like a mu- it was in a mug. Yeah, I'm like, mm. it, it was just weird. I, I don't understand how Harrison doesn't see this as grooming or just getting him inebriated so he can't fight back. Yeah, something. something. It's the oldest trick in the book. Like I said, Kurt pours out the whiskey for him and they're having kind of a heart to heart. Kurt gives Mm -hmm. him advice to stop punishing himself for what he thinks is wrong with him and tells him that he just needs to do what he wants to do and don't apologize for doing what you want to do. And Harrison says, well, how do you do that? And Kurt says, you just take the leap. You just do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that. We'll be right back after a quick break. Angela walks into the department, police department, after seeing these pictures of Miles and Jasper, after taking the pictures of Miles and Jasper, mm-hmm. and tells Logan to close out Iris's files. You're right, I've been buried into it. I need to be brought up to speed on the opioid. Fuck me! Needs to be brought up to speed on the opioid case because she's starting to get suspicious about what had happened with Miles and Jasper. Mm-hmm. Back at the summer camp, Elric is searching around, and as I say in the, I'm sure I'm going to leave it into the highlight real. Elric finally stumbles across the, the camp and conveniently realizes that Dexter grabbed a knife out of that knife block and he's like, stupid motherfucker brought a knife to a gunfight. Gunfight. What a loser. And as Eric is kind of creeping through the camp trying to find where Dexter is hidden, he stumbles across a full-length mirror that's got your beautiful written across the top of it in a cute pastel mm-hmm. rainbow, you know, color of arrangement. He's looking at himself and he's smiling to look at this new set of scars that Dexter 
texture is given him. Ugh. And with when he's smiling, you can hear the skin pulling apart. It's real gross. It's I'm glad real I, gross. I'm glad I had my headphones off for this entire section. <laughs> yeah, I remembered like mere moments before what was going to happen. And I remember I was like, oh, I don't think you like jump scares. Yeah, it's very it seems like a mild jump scare, but still it's there if you're concerned. Yeah. And I know you have a thing about windows, too. Th- this was a mirror. And mirrors. I have a thing about mirrors as well. So this this was the one that was designed to fuck with your brain. <laughs> So Elric's looking at himself and then the camera angle changes to where you're down at the floor looking up at this from the side. Dexter lunges through the mirror at Elric and is lands on top of him and demands to know where Kurt has taken his son. Elric says, look, I was just doing my job. It's nothing personal. Uh, I think he took him out to his cabin out on blah, blah, blah road. And Dexter stabs and kills him and says, when it comes to my son, there's nothing more personal. He takes Elric's jacket off of him, takes his hat off of him and covers his body with a tarp that's conveniently lying three feet away mm-hmm. and he hears Elric's phone going off in his pocket so in the jacket pocket so he looks at it and he's getting notifications from Kurt wanting to know where the hell he is uh-huh. what I just had a thought sorry I'll talk about this at the end I just realized someone was absent from this episode who Molly yeah um <laughs> No, I was trying to remember if we, because I we watched them back to back. So I was trying, I was like, yeah. no, we caught, saw her that's in the why, tavern. That's why I was sitting there like, yeah, but no, she wasn't in this episode. Okay. Dexter hears Elric's phone going off in the jacket pocket. He sees that he's getting texts from Kurt, mm-hmm. and but he can't open it. So he pulls the tarp back off Elric's face, pulls his <laughs> eyeballs open to make the screen recognition or the yeah. face recognition open the phone. Yeah. And he responds to Kurt's text, on my way, boss. Oh yeah, I kind of said that order. Angela tracks down Jasper's body at the morgue asks the coroner if there's any other reason he could have died besides the overdose and that's when she notices the injection mark and takes a picture i said that out of order it's fine it's not a big deal a dead droggy got a needle mark in his neck. <laughs> oh, who knew? <laughs> Dexter is spamming Harrison with texts like, don't trust Kurt, get away from him from Elric's phone. Uh, since it's a... Did he? Did Elric take his phone as well? I don't think so. It just seems more legit. He'd actually listen to it if it was coming from a stranger. Well, he said, this is dad. Oh, he did? Yes. In the Eventually? first message, it's... No, the very first oh. message was, this is dad. Also, like I just but- said, he had to use Elric's face to open the phone and I I'm pretty sure you clearly hear it lock when he puts it in his pocket when he leaves. Right? It's convenient writing that he was able to use the phone. I was about to say that, but I could have sworn he s- didn't say I am dad or this is dad in the first bit. No, he Harrison did. Because asks, who is this? No, he said, what the hell do you, he was typing out, what the hell do you think you're doing? He never replied. He was typing out a reply, but he he never did send it. Okay. Maybe he I put, misread it. He put the phone on airplane mode. Gotcha. Yeah, he never texted the number back because he was angry. We're watching this back. That's fine. I've got to know. I've got to know. I could pull it up right now. Do it. It's not that I don't trust you. It's just I could have sworn. Wouldn't that be some shit if this was the exact scene? <laughs> I'd piss. You were close. Okay. Yeah, he just conveniently opens it again. Okay. Get away from him. Yep. It's dad. Don't oh my trust God. Kurt. <laughs> Okay. You're forgetting You're right. I watched this on my 65-inch television two weeks ago. It was huge. That's true. That's true. Okay. Anyways, uh, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> Kurt going, ooh. 
That's so funny. Oh, I might keep that in. <laughs> Please. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Harrison, after he gets these text messages, he asks Kurt where the firewood is because he's kind of cold, goes outside and he's working on responding to these text messages. But Kurt comes outside and says, hey, you know, if you want to go home, I can drive you. And Harrison says, no way. Uh, I want, I couldn't miss the venison. And Harrison ends up putting the phone on airplane mode and ignored it. Ignores Dexter. So Kurt and Harrison are having this bonding moment over this dead deer that they're consuming and their copious amounts of whiskey. Uh, Harrison admits that he and Audrey might not be a thing after all because of the whole wrestling match and breaking a kid's arm like a fucking psychopath. Mm -hmm. And Kurt tells this weird story about how he was trying to make weight and so he was wearing a trash bag and he was running and sweating and gross and he came across this girl that he liked. He wanted to ask to a spring dance and she responded with, do I look like someone who would go out with white trash? And they're like, oh, Okay, and I was like, and that's why I murder women. Uh, so Harrison ends up asking Kurt, what was the deal with his arrest? And Kurt explains, oh, my father killed this teenage girl 25 years ago. I'm still paying for his mistakes. I mean, it wasn't easy being his kid. And apparently it still isn't easy if I'm spending a night in jail. And Harrison laments about how he hoped that he would have a connection with Dexter, but he just doesn't feel like it's there. And Kurt said that if I was your dad, I wouldn't have left you. Just Which, what a... F- fucked up thing to say to a kid. Right? Which moments later, he excuses himself from dinner, goes and puts on his murder garb, and comes out with his rifle and says that uh, he needs to go outside. Like, points it at Harrison, says get the fuck up, go outside. And I'm sorry, kid, it isn't personal. Sins of the father. Like, Yeah, he mentioned in the conversation about it wasn't easy to be blah blah his son. He just, he said, you know, sometimes the child has to pay for the sins of the father and then, but the way he says it in the first time is it's Mm -hmm. so nonchalant you don't think about it you think oh of course he's talking about himself but he's saying it as he's staring like needles and or staring lasers into harrison yeah and then brings it up conveniently like you know sense of the father it is what it is get outside start running bitch like (laughs) i just don't it's so whiplash and i know harrison had to have experienced that to go from if you were my kid i wouldn't have just abandoned you to i'm about to murder you yeah kurt has obviously arranged this whole thing. He arranged for Elric to kidnap Dexter to bring him there to watch as he does this to his son. Mm-hmm. And even though Elric has failed to show up with Dexter at this point, Her- uh, Kurt is still running out of time. Yeah. At some point, Harrison's going to ask to go home. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, he tells Harrison to get outside mm-hmm. and Harrison's begging like, please don't hurt me. Did I do something wrong? I didn't mean to do, did I say anything? I didn't mean to. And Kurt says, run. And Harrison starts running like he's told to do and about the time he starts writing you hear the truck pulling up and you hear the driver honking and of course we know it's uh-huh. Dexter. You're honking, 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 honking and Kurt yell, like waves the truck over and he's, you know, tells him hurry up. I need him to see this. Perfect timing. Yeah, perfect timing. Finally. And, but he, and as he's going to look through the scope at Harrison, the truck is still honking and it's approaching him and he looks over. Very and he, quickly. Very <laughs> Yeah, he looks over and watches as Dexter pulls the hat off which reveals it's actually 
Dexter, well, Jim, but it's actually Dexter. And Kurt goes, oh shit. And he tries to shoot the truck. He lets off a couple shots, but, but he does miss Dexter. And Dexter tries to run over Kurt. Yeah. And Kurt happens to jump out of the way just a time, but it looked like his gun cracked, right? He he did yeah. it, it definitely run over the gun. Mm-hmm. And Kurt starts running away and <laughs> like a little bitch. And Dexter and Harrison run towards one another and hug. And they look over and Kurt has completely disappeared. Which I call some horse shit on that. I can't add anything to this, so please tell me your horse shit. This fat man. <laughs> he was running so slow. <laughs> is this fat elderly man. Plus he's is tall. A, yeah, he's a big motherfucker. Yeah. He is waddling at a slightly <laughs> elevated pace. <laughs> through this open ass fucking field and then just dips did the camo work he just dropped on the ground and they're like where the fuck did he go that was my first thought too I was like, it's snow camo for a reason. Did he just drop and it's just like, where the fuck did he go? I don't know where he is. He's just like laying there in the <laughs> shot, just staring up. I know where he ends up now. So okay. I won't okay. say anything. You, you learn in episode nine where he- Does it make sense at least? Yes. Oh, holy okay. shit. Does it fucking make sense? Okay. Uh, I'm assuming it's behind the tractor or something, but we'll I see. don't know. So <gasps> Harrison and Dexter drive away mm-hmm. and uh, you, you just kind of see them driving. It pops back over to Angela's house where she's sitting on the floor in her home looking at the pictures of Miles and Jasper and the camera follows her as she starts searching on the internet about or searching on the internet for information about homicides in Miami and ketamine in my like ketamine used in murders in Miami Mm -hmm. and it brings up an article about the Bay Harbor Butcher and you and I are both going like please Also, it was very Deborah-esque, the way she was- Sitting on the floor with the files all around her. Yeah. Yeah. And so the episode closes as Dexter is driving Harrison back home. And- Harrison asks, what's going on? Why was Kurt going to hurt me? Why was, was he actually going to kill me? How did you know where I was? How did you know he was going to hurt me? What's going on? And Dexter says, you know, there's so much that you need to know. So much I should have just told you from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You were probably drawn to Kurt because you thought he understood you, but you know, he he didn't, not the way I understand you. You'll never be alone with your dark thought or urges ever again. I understand you more than you think. I was born in blood just like you. When I was your age, I had the same violent urges, but my dad, the original Harrison, Harry, taught him a way to channel the urges, taught him the code, and he's going to teach Harrison the same. And mm-hmm. as Dexter's telling him this, Harrison jumps over across the seat and gives Dexter a, a true, genuine, heartfelt hug. Oh my god, I was almost gonna cry. Yeah, it's very touching. I liked right afterwards, he said, oh my god, that's all he ever wanted from me. Mm-hmm. And I said right before that, I was like, that's all Dexter ever wanted. And then shortly after, Dexter's like, if I'm honest, if being honest, that's all I ever wanted. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, but, I yeah. we talked about this week one, the difference mm-hmm. of the cinematography mm-hmm. and just the perfect way that last scene was shot of it's just closed in on Dexter, especially when Harrison's hugging him. Yeah. Dexter staring down the barrel of the camera and you're just reading his face. And for once, you're getting an actual read of emotions on him. Yeah. And it's also very intimate the way yeah. that scene was shot. So I talked about this with you earlier um, that I've been 
dodging Twitter spoilers, of course. Uh-huh. And one of the things I mentioned to you was the only thing I saw in my dodging of Twitter spoilers was because I just turned all Twitter notifications off. <laughs> that was my way of coping with it. Just turn them all off. Uh-huh. Um, only one I saw was Harrison did what Deb should have done. Yeah. And I know that was supposed to be in like response to this finale, but I like to think it's this that Harrison just embraced him and that's what Deb should have done. But anyway. Yeah, maybe. Um, I, because I got the same alert and I got it, I think, right after I watched episode nine. Mm-hmm. And I think it was supposed to be in relation to episode, like you said, the finale. But um, I don't know. I saw that alert and I'm glad you have a positive sweet read on it because it turned my stomach mm. because mm-hmm. we all know what Deborah sh- quote should have done. But I still don't know what it means. But a lot of people, I, yeah. what I, the reason I bring that up is, is a lot of people are like, this is fake. You know, this isn't a trusted yeah. source. Where did you get your information? Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. So I think it'd be kind of fun. You're, you are one episode ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it'd be kind of fun to make predictions since you've seen the next episode. Should we wait to make the predictions until after you watch nine before we watch 10? My thought in the was in the middle of this. So can I make mine? I'm going to turn off my camera so my face doesn't give me away in case you say something. So my thing is, here's my thing. This is what I realized halfway through because we didn't talk about Molly at all this episode. Mm-hmm. We never saw her. Where the fuck is Molly? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, my prediction is either in episode nine or ten, she is dead. Kurt finished her off because he cannot stand not getting his bitch. How that impacts anything, I don't know. She may be just being held hostage right now. That would make sense. But yeah, I it's weird because Molly always pops up and she's nowhere in this fucking episode. Yeah. So without seeing any other, the last two episodes of the series, I think Molly's dead. And that's the prediction you're making? I thought you were making a prediction about what happens to Dexter. That's why I was like, wait. No, that's all. That's uh, all. I just realized that Molly was not mentioned at all and not seen at all in this episode. And so I'm like, oh, she's dead. But where would there have been room to see? I'm just trying to maybe point, uh, pin a, or poke a hole in your bubble. Where would she have been seen in this episode? Because you barely even saw Audrey. And Audrey's a little bit more important to the story. Well, okay. Why wouldn't Angela have reached out to Molly? Because she's upset with Molly. But she was listening to her episode about the Bay Harbor Butcher at the end. She's going to reach out to Molly about it. Right. She still sees Molly as a valuable resource about this particular situation. She's going to, but that doesn't mean she had yet because she didn't start listening to that to the very, very end. Okay, that's true. I I just, like I said, I I don't, I may or may not know one way or the other. I'm just trying Mm -hmm. to play devil's advocate of there may not have been room for her in this episode. Yeah, but like she makes a minor appearance like in every episode. And it was just weird because I'm like, where was Molly? What was she doing? Did we miss something? Yeah, I mean, just the grand scheme of it all. You have Dexter running through the woods trying to get back to Harrison to save him. You have Kurt luring Harrison to the cabin. You have Elric mm-hmm. chasing Dexter trying to get him to the cabin. Mm-hmm. And even some of the Angela stuff, even though it may be because she's closing in on Dexter, but some of the Angela stuff felt like it wasn't needed either. But yeah. they're running out of time so they're having to cram her stuff in. Mm-hmm. So there may just not have been room for, for Molly. Yeah, it's possible. I just always feel like whenever Angela's like onto something, quote unquote, mm-hmm. Molly shows up. Because yeah, yeah. that's how it's been in every other episode episode yeah. to either push her along or give her like a little bit of information or to spread like plant a seed of doubt mm-hmm. in Angela's mind for sure that's all I'm saying for sure that's all I know all right if you liked what you heard remember to follow us on Instagram Twitter and TikTok at bitch watch pod remember to make good choices or don't and be smart about it oh banger of an episode <laughs> oh, okay bye bye Oh, I'm so ready. How's he going to weasel his little way out of this? So I know I say this every week. Genuinely prepare your asshole. <laughs> Your favorite. Ah! <laughs>
that's my sleep paralysis demon, John Lithgow, saying, Daddy will be home soon, naked as hell. Daddy will be home soon. Trophies as he opens up his blade. I'm going to assume this is in Dexter's head. Because <laughs> I don't think Harrison's this cool. <laughs> He's got Dexter skills. Remember that move? The frying pan? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everyone loves a good frying pan to the face. Oh my. And a Sweeney Todd God! moment to tie it off. Oh my god! Iconic. Okay, the iconic blood spatter on the face. There ain't no way he'd just be getting up after that. He took a swan dive out the side of a car window. God, he looks good. His fucking face looks like he took the brunt of that. Uh, oh, that's not good. That clip of him saying that is on Twitter, and I have watched it a hundred times. (laughs) Fuck. Uh Uh-oh. Way to bury the lead there, Harrison. Logan, I'm gonna need you also to shut the fuck up. Ew, close the mouth. You can't tell me that his, him having his mouth open like that's comfortable. Conveniently had a bandana in his pocket. He got ready that day and he was like, I'm gonna get shot today. Hmm, she's making them pants work. Shut up, Deb. Now is not the time. Yeah, because Jim's not fucking stupid. He would have lured him outside. He's not gonna start beating his ass in the bar. You're really gonna take a drug dealer's word that he's got a needle mark on his neck and it was from your boyfriend? <laughs> Angela. Her boyfriend who's been lying to her for- Okay, Listen. That's not the point. Look at that man. I'd let him lie to me a little bit. As long as he's not killing me. It's none of my business. Why does this fucking pedophile wannabe have the lo- the key to the locks of the school? According to him, they gave it to him when he was coaching his son 15 years ago. Ew. This is called grooming, Harrison. You're basically a fucking poodle at this point. What the hell? Uh, you thought you were afraid of this machine before. Oh no. <laughs> I held my breath. I don't want to know. I don't want to watch. I have to conk him in the fucking face. He's got a good smile. I'm not watching this. <laughs> he's got no ass. And I feel okay saying no. that because he's an actual adult. Okay, dude, back up. Like, go to the side some more or something. Harrison, chill, bro. He's like, there's no more balls. In Harrison either. <laughs> no ribs. No ass. <laughs> Dark Passenger is right, right back with these cheesy fucking lines. So good, though. He said he got all day. Well, I got news for you. The night is all mine. The night is mine. Also, I get that Elric is a a chunky boy, but it took him a lot longer to walk that one mile than it did to take Dexter. And Dexter got shot in the fucking leg. And yeeted out of a car window. I love it if he's just sitting under a cabinet and just goes down his ankles. And I get that night comes at like noon because it's the day before Christmas, I think, or a couple days before Christmas, but still like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) took him a long fucking time to walk there. And he conveniently fucking, well, he hears you fucking coming. (laughs) I'd like to point out the Jack that's right behind him. All right. He's like, this is the only kind I drink. Other whiskeys in the background. Ha ha ha! Ha ha! And that's why I murder women. (laughs) Because some bitch in high school called me white trash. He's grooming him. God. Question though. Is it better to walk away from your kid knowing that you might fuck them up than sticking around raising them into a punk ass murderous cocksucker? And granted, when you walk away from your kid, quote unquote, you're leaving it, leaving him with someone you think can do better. Yeah. It's not like he dumped him in front of a fire station. It was just like, yeah. Gave him to Hannah. What the fuck? fuck you're like he's grooming him to kill dexter i'm like i could see that i didn't think it was this straightforward okay never mind he just wants to murder harrison got it got it okay child has to pay for the sins of the father is what he said run fat man (laughs) run tubby 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 oh my god i'm gonna cry he's got another gun hidden out in the woods you fuckers better go (laughs) 
He's so slow. But he's fast enough. Where the fuck did Fatty run off to? Oh my god, my heart. (laughs) So no, he was just getting him out there to feed him and then... Kill him in front of Dexter. Ketamine. Fuck. Fuck. No. No, 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 no. Angela, just close out of that. That's all Dexter ever wanted. Yes! Done. (laughs) (laughs) Two bitches, yeah, two bitches, two bitches, just watching TV. (laughs) Bitch.